0: Well, hello and welcome back to another Bet Victor podcast. We have got loads and absolutely loads to talk about. We'll reflect on uh, Dougie's fantastic achievement. Well done, Dougie. Thanks for joining us. You uh, had a pretty good week, I think it's safe to say, last week on the old Premier League.
1: Yeah, it's a, um, it's a Christmas miracle, I think. <laughs> when it went Almost went through the card, obviously, Monday night. I think I went for a score draw in Southampton versus Brighton. Nearly got there, obviously, with the the late goal from Southampton putting a line through that. But yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, but just hit good form, I suppose, at the right time of year. Long may it continue.
0: Yes, double celebration for Dougie this weekend because he's also a Rangers fan. Looking pretty good at the moment, Dougie. Can we can we jinx it Yeah, yeah.
1: It's uh, well, yeah, a long way to go, though. You know, and. There's a lot of tough games and oh, obviously
0: c- go, no, cliche but, alert. God, oh, come on, Dougie. You're home and <laughs> hoes, let's be honest.
1: No, but absolutely not, because you've got you've got COVID that can that can wreak havoc, we say, especially teams that play in Europe. So fingers crossed that nothing goes wrong there. And uh, and for as good as we're playing every team every team that's won ever won any league has always hit a flat spot. So, you know, when we hit that flat spot will be how we res- respond to that like if we win the next full from game i think we're good but you know until that day comes it's but and maybes
0: uh, yeah okay you know, Fair I, I i'm
1: not getting very excited right now
0: all right well Trust i am think...
1: very careful i've got a bit of scar tissue sam so I'm, I'm keeping my cards close to my chest
0: okay well we've got loads coming up this week dougie may be talking about the premier league including our gaming focus which this week is manchester united versus manchester city huge derby game with a uh, Both teams having uh, an interesting time of things. We'll touch on that. We've got Gab Sutton's Football League picks, including a nice juicy treble, which around seven to one, I think you'll want to be listening to. We'll be chatting about the boxing, a huge night of boxing coming up for AJ. And we've got an early preview of the World Starts Championship at the end of the show, which we're really looking forward to introducing our guest, a, a, a trader at the firm who knows all about where your money needs to be going on the arrows, as ever. All the odds discussed in this podcast are right at time of recording, but can fluctuate. And we'd always encourage everyone to gamble responsibly. Dougie, let's turn and kick off the weekend's action with the Premier League. As mentioned, the game in focus is going to be Manchester United hosting near neighbours Man City. Seven to two, United to get the win. Twenty nine to ten, the draw. Three to four, City to get the win. We're recording this a little bit ahead of time so those prices might have changed but Dougie what we did see midweek was disastrous for Manchester United Paul Pogba couldn't save them
1: He couldn't you know but I wasn't expecting him himself to to save United I think United were dealt a huge blow with, uh, when they lost uh, Cavani before the match you know mm. I think we've spoken about Cavani in recent weeks and we know how big an impact he's had there and and we spoke about how, you know, he he, bring, he he brings other players into game with, you know, making runs so they can run in behind and things like that. And they look pretty sharp with him going forward, especially on a counter attack. So with him in the side last night, I think it could have been a different result playing away from home against a side that really had nothing to lose. But obviously they never had that and uh, and, they, and they, lost, they lost a couple of goals pretty early. So. But yeah, Solskjaer is going to be under massive pressure yet again, but this seems to just come and go with the times. We've been here and done this several several times now.
0: It's interesting uh got City in action tonight as we record this and Kevin De Bruyne has so far has been given the night off Dougie, which you know, with Pep's dreaded rotation is 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 always a worry for fantasy football players, but I must say, you know, Foden's been deployed a lot in Europe, but that just significantly shows the strength and depth that City have over most teams in the league i mean you've got gabriel jesus on the bench with sergio aguero tonight as well aguero potentially will be fit for some part of the game i'm not sure he'll start jesus is an interesting player city surely will have too much strength and depth here it's going to take a miracle isn't it for united to overturn them
1: oh well, actually i think if this game was played at the etihad i would actually be and i would actually probably fancy man united like draw no bet because they are so good in counter attack, but as, as, and if anyone that listens to this knows how much you know i I like watching united on the road I think it's eight in a row of one on the road in the Premier League, so there's all, there's obvious reasons for that, but they are a side that's set up that when teams come at them, they can spring on their counter attack, but I'm the exact opposite when it comes to them playing at old Trafford I think uh, they're kind of they run out ideas when the impetus is on themselves to to take the game uh, to the visitors and you know, I think City here will have a lot of the ball, so I don't know if it will be a case of. Um, I don't think it'll be a normal case of United. I'll uh, have the ball like when visitors usually come. I think I think City will have a lot of it, and I don't really see that. I don't actually think this game is going to be. I don't think it's going to be fireworks. I think City will win, but I don't think they'll win. I don't think they'll pull United apart. I think they'll maybe win one or two. No,
0: well, Dougie's not buying into the Sky Sports hype. I no, imagine. I don't think the game will play out like that I
1: think, no. um, I think it'll be a bit like cat and mouse for a while yeah. And then, Ma- then Man City will have the quality to just come through the match
0: be interesting won't it I think we'll see that Rooney overhead kick about 700 more times Before the game starts As usual we've got our VAR markets in there I always think a big derby game Or oh, I always think that the reliance on VAR Seems to be getting stronger and stronger as the season goes on uh, obviously, got the pitch side monitor action. I, I think it's interesting. Penalty to be penalty to be retaken after a VAR review. We've seen a few of them, haven't we? City to have a goal disallowed as a result of VAR. Four to one could be of interest to me, I'd say. But any specific standout bet you want to mention, Dougie for the game? Oh, I'm absolutely. Not,
1: I'm not having any of these silly VAR. VAR you hate the VAR.
0: Uh, l- listen, I don't like VAR, <laughs> but at least it makes the game a bit more interesting. No man,
1: I'm not. Be- I'm just not betting on that. Yeah,
0: actually, Leon, you know, I'm on the fence with VAR. Uh, quite. I think it's a good idea, like logically, you
1: know, you don't want goals to stand that are are simply not goals. But at the same time, these ones recently where it's been coming off people's toenails and fingernails and all that, that's all rubbish. But like the the, the fundamental reason why it was introduced, I actually think works. From my point of view for this game, I don't think, as I say there, I don't think there'll be... But there'll be a lot of goals. Interestingly, there's been under two and a half goals scored in seven of Man City's last eight games and under two and a half goals scored in Man United's last three home games. So the stats point in the right direction. And look, I'm not the massive guy on stats, but I do feel that way myself. So I think, as I say, City will win here. I think they're 3-41. Yeah. So I would probably stick them in the ACA, but if you were feeling ambitious, you can maybe mix that in there with, with goals as well. Or yeah
0: city and over 1.5 if you want to play it fairly safe 21 to 20
1: okay I mean, to, to be on to be honest with you city 1-0 or 2-0 to me yeah is, it makes it makes a lot of sense
0: 17 to 2 1-0 10 to 1 for 2-0 ole will be keen to avoid humiliation won't he i think he'd, if you if you offered him a point before the game i think he'd rip your hand off be fascinating to see how he lines up will pogba start for my money, I think I'd be throwing him in the deep end and telling him to go and deliver a performance that, that I need. But there we go. Right, Dougie, you were smashing it last weekend on the football. Uh, we're going to have a quick run through and you're going to give us a few suggestions for this weekend, what you like and what you don't.
1: Okay, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, we've got the big the, the big game there. We, we're sitting United. I think I've already nailed my colours to the mast with, with Man City. So, I'll be siding with, with them. So, the treble this week, I've I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm been reading it up a lot. About Wolves versus Aston Villa, and I really, I think I think I'm going to back Aston Villa here. I mean Wolves, we saw them against Liverpool, and until they actually scored, their, Liverpool scored their first goal. Wolves were well in the match. I just think it's typical of Wolves that they play so well and they look so good in the eye, but they just don't have, they just don't seem to be able to convert. And I think what Raheem
0: is a massive miss, in, Dougie. Exactly, I'd say. Massive, I hope he gets well soon, but it's not looking yeah, great. He, he,
1: He's a huge miss. And I think what will happen here is what we'll, what I've seen recently with Wolves is that they've actually they've actually started to think let's just have a go at teams. And I think if they do that against Aston Villa, I think they'll be in trouble. I watched Aston Villa a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago against West Ham. And they they lost to West Ham two one, but sometimes on the current attack during that match they, play they, were, very well. they were frightening, mm-hmm. you know, they got one chopped off, they had the Watkins hit the bar with a penalty. What well, missed another glaring opportunity when he was only a couple of yards out. I think it was Grealish that put him in. So I think if I think if Villa can utilise that kind of type which they sort of specialise in against the side that's sort of toothless, I think there could okay. be a bit of value.
0: We'll add them into to your bet. So I've got City at three to four, Villa twenty three to ten. Obviously Villa as well. Dougie got the advantage of having a a rest week, which will catch up with them eventually when they've got to play two games in a week. Obviously we've got a busy Premier League schedule now into. Post Christmas, but with the Newcastle game being off, it did offer them a bit of respite and perhaps a bit more time to prepare for this game. Uh, what else do you want to put up?
1: I think I'm, I like the look of Southampton at home at Sheffield United.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I think the figures now seven will be matches that. Sheffield United have now lost. Southampton looked to me a solid outfit. You know they're they're getting results. They got a really good result there on Monday night against a Brighton side. That's whoever they've played this season. They've 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 caused problems. I know they got it was a late goal and everything else, but they've come away there from, with three points. Mm. I actually thought before the match uh, a point uh, you know a point would have been a good result. But they've come away with three. Um, so I've been really impressed with Southampton. Danny Ings is a coming back, your yeah. favourite, your favourite guy. So he yeah. he's coming back, and I just think they'll have too much for the Sheffield United side. That it's really looking grim for them, and unfortunately for Chris Wilder, it may cost him his job. I hope it doesn't, because I'm a big fan. But it's getting to that point. When does this run end? You know, how long do the board wait? You know,
0: how do you stop this run? And they were they were good enough against Leicester to claim a point. They obviously were. Stung with the late Vardy goal, why the defender didn't just haul him down and take the red? I don't know. Uh, Dougie, any more you want to add, or is that going to be your treble for the weekend?
1: No, I think that'll be the treble. As it says there, I think I'm pretty confident with Southampton. Actually, just looking at the Sheffield United forward like McBurney, Buck, mm. these guys. I mean, McBurney's okay. Like he's got ability. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Buck. You wouldn't be banking on either of them. Your you score week in, week out. They're pretty toothless. Even if they play well, where's the goals going to come from, you know?
0: OK, well, your treble, a fiver at the moment, returns just shy of £50, £49.9p. and 9p. Nice, isn't it? It's quite nice. For what it's worth, I definitely would have City in there. I can't trust Villa. I'd leave Southampton in. I would put Spurs in as replacement there, 8-11 away to Crystal Palace. I was very taken with their win over Arsenal. I don't care... People would tell me that, oh, Arsenal, you know, dominated the game. Well, they might have done, but they didn't seem to really have enough. Is that to... not
1: what Mourinho wants, though, you know? Yep, they're and he still I mean,
0: came away with three points and a clean sheet. So the
1: only side in the country, Arsenal, that didn't know that Tottenham were at their best on the counter-attack. It was a real... I'm surprised we are, t- you know. I think everyone is. Yeah, like I thought it would be more astute and read the game a bit better than that. But there you go. Uh,
0: and then the other bit I'm going to have, I'm going to pop, I'm going to make mine a, a fourfold. I'm going to pop Liverpool in there just to top it up a little bit. They're away to Fulham. Not, don't need a rocket scientist to work out why I fancy that. To be fair, Fulham uh, definitely held a bit of their own against City in fairness, but I think Liverpool's strength and depth would be too much. Jota, I think, is a wonderful option. They've got to rotate in and out there now. Uh, Eleven to two for my fourfold. Right, coming up, Gabriel Sutton's going to mark your card. Four, the Football League.
2: Hey, Harry. Hello, mate. Should I take boosted odds on the big lad to score first or risk a cheeky bet on the new boy? Listen, back in the day, people were always offering me deals on
0: players. But sometimes, despite the fans screaming for me to sign them and the chairman having the cash, if I wasn't sure, then it wasn't worth the gamble. Sometimes your best bet is not to
2: take the bet at all. <clears throat> oh, got to run, pal. The dog's just peed in me slippers.
0: Harry? Listen to Harry and please gamble responsibly. 18plusbegamblerware.org. Well, as ever, we're joined by our football league expert, Gabriel Sutton.
3: Uh, Gab, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks, Sam. It's good to chat to you. How's your week, been?
0: Yeah, really good. I must say, managerially, we usually like to have a little chat around the choppings and changes. But it's actually been a little bit quiet, hasn't it, for this time of year? I kind of is this the calm before the post-Christmas storm where everyone's going to decide that they've had enough? our managers being given a little bit of rope this time of year? Possibly. Um,
3: I suppose one factor you'd have to say is the pandemic that's obviously affected clubs financially. So clubs that, uh, unless clubs have had... Uh, A very poor start, well below their standards, in which case they've made a change earlier this season. I think a lot of clubs are sort of taking the line that if they're happy to sit with the manager until around November time, they're kind of happy to see it through. I think the most recent appointment is Steve Cottrell at Shrewsbury, if I'm not mistaken, and we'll, we'll come on to him later. But yeah, I think with the the financial climate at the moment, obviously fans back, which is great, but still a lot of issues for clubs to deal with as it is, paying compensation to bring in a new manager maybe isn't the way that some clubs are seeing fit to go about it. So uh, I think that's the situation we're having at the moment.
0: That's a very interesting point, Gab, actually, that perhaps we're going to get managers being given a bit more time than, than normal, which is curious. And I think maybe appointments might take a bit longer because boards are going to have to really, really think about who they want. But, um, we'll kick off the selections now, move forward to, to touch on a team in form here because you're putting Cardiff to win an under 3.5 goals, I believe, in the Welsh Derby. We got Cardiff City taking on Swansea a huge game for pride but also for for points in the league and um cardiff come into this off the back of some pretty impressive results
3: they do yeah um i think Cardiff have been in some in really good form lately, four straight wins. And I think what impresses me is uh, the varied nature of those victories. So they absolutely thrashed Luton 4-0, Huddersfield 3-0, really comfortable victories. And then they, you look at the other results they've had in this sequence. They've won 1-0 at Watford, where Kiefer Moore scored the winner. I'm a massive fan of Kiefer Moore. But in the second half, they absolutely defended heroically. Um, for that 1-0 win against the Watford side that are obviously competing for promotion. And then in the following game, they faced another promotion rival in Stoke. Now... Cardiff actually fell behind in this one. Sean Morrison scored an goal and he gave away a penalty and um, that was actually saved by Alex Smithies. Ironically, after Robert Glatzel equalised for Cardiff, Morrison was the one who ended up scoring the winning goal. So even when Sean Morrison isn't having the best game as an individual defender, his belief, his spirit and inspirational qualities as a captain remains vital to this Cardiff side. So they can win games in different ways. I think they're they're going to be right up for this roster derby and that's why I'm having them to win and under 3.5 goals at 2-1.
0: Yeah, shame we've got no fans for this one because obviously I think uh, it's the sort of game you'd like it. But perhaps there won't be need for, for fans when it should be a spicy enough encounter. Gab, just out of interest, Cardiff sit ninth after 17 games with 26 points. Got Swansea there with 30 if I was to give you basically a match bet between the pair as to who's going to finish higher, who would you want to take at this stage? Obviously, Swansea would be slight favourites, should we say, make them odds on, I guess, and Cardiff just slightly bigger. But if I gave you a match bet as to which Welsh side will finish higher in the
3: championship this season, would you be leaning towards Cardiff? I think I would, Sam. Yeah, I mean... I suppose there's an element of recency bias on my part in terms of this match because of Cardiff's form and that's what makes them really tempting to me. Um, I, I also think that having Kiefer Moore, who I would put right up there with the best strikers in the championship, along with your Ivan Tonys and your Adam Armstrong. So I think that's a massive feather in their cap. And I suppose... You Know the direct play that Cardiff can do, the team, the, the pressure that they can put teams under really appeals to me. Swansea are obviously a slightly different style, uh, more possession based. And I think when they can get sort of Andre Ayu into pockets and Jamal Lowe sort of running off fences. They can be a threat. I I think that they're also a little bit uh, limited, sometimes lacking a bit of width as well. So I probably would edge towards Cardiff for this one, but there is an element of recency bias because they're in such good form.
0: Okay, we move on. And you're putting up, which I think is a really interesting bet. A team got thumped 4-1 in the Football League trophy by Lincoln City last time out, who uh, are currently second in the league. They drew against Charlton in the league last Saturday. You want to put Shrewsbury up, plus two on the handicap at two to five, against Hull City, who are currently top.
3: Yeah, so I think that you could walk into any pub between Bristol and Nottingham when pubs are all reopened, and I think you could spark a fierce, heated debate about Steve Cottrell. I think he's one of the most polarising managers in English football because Birmingham and Nottingham Forest fans would say he's one of the worst managers their clubs have ever had. And yet, if you talk to Cheltenham, Notts County and Bristol City fans, they would say he's one of the best. So he's a really interesting guy. And what some would perceive as kind of arrogance, I suppose others perceive as drive and, or you know, someone who's very authoritative And uh, and certainly he's very outspoken. And I think that, In in Shrewsbury's situation, he seems to be getting a a reaction out of his players. In the first two league games, there's definitely been an improved performance. They've drawn with Accrington, Sandley and Charlton, who are two sides in the upper echelons of the division. Um, There's an argument to say they could have won both in terms of performances. They've got three at back of uh, Rochon Williams, Ethan Ebanks, Landell and uh, Aaron Pierre, who actually formed quite a good defensive trio last season. The problem was under Sam Ricketts, they didn't have enough attacking intent. But I think there's a new energy about the Shrewsbury side under Steve Cottrell. So if they can sort of ally the solidity they've shown during parts of Ricketts' reign with more attacking intent... I think he could be on to a team that's gonna climb the table and and maybe get out of trouble. They've still got a lot of work to do, but I'm expecting them to put in a really competitive performance here. The reason I've not backed Shrewsbury at right or via double chances because I'm respectful that Hull are top of the league. They've got a lot of quality, and I think they've probably got enough at the top end of the pitch for it to be the sort of game where Shrewsbury play well, but a clinical finish makes a difference for Hull. So I want to account for that scenario, but I don't see Shrewsbury being beaten by more than one goal, which is why I've taken the 2-5 to five at Shrewsbury to win with a plus-2 handicap, which means the bet will come off if Shrewsbury avoid defeat or least by a solitary goal.
0: Yeah, uh, interesting one. And uh, if you're looking at playing the treble this week, we'll complete it in a moment. I think it's just going to be paying over seven to one, which isn't bad. Uh, again, I actually quite like this bet of the three from my very limited homework at the prices. But you're going for Barrow draw no bet at twenty-one to twenty at time of recording. Now Barrow haven't won in their last five games, and they they currently sit twenty-first in the league. But they're playing a Crawley Town side that haven't won themselves in the last five and are only seven points ahead of them.
3: Yeah, um, I think that Barrow are a better team than Crawley in terms of the underlying numbers. And one player who's my player of the week this week that I really want to touch on is Scott Quigley. Interestingly, Barrow haven't yet won when Quigley's in the side, but I think that's uh, really unlucky from, from his point of view. Because uh, in terms of the performance data, there kind of um, it's over fifty percent in terms of the XG ratio. Um, you can obviously find out what XG means if that's your cup of tea. It won't be everyone's, but certainly in terms of performances, Barrow have been very strong. And what I love about Scott Quigley is he's six foot four and he has that ability to receive the ball at sort of shoulder height, swivel, and then run directly at defenses. I think you get some target men who are good at staying static and sort of knocking the ball on for other quicker players but quickly can kind of run at defences himself which for me makes him a really exciting proposition and I don't think Barrow are too far at all from making things really click in that final third I've got a lot of faith in things coming good for them eventually Crawley um, haven't got a target man I think that's maybe the one weakness so they're a fun side on their day they've got the likes of uh, Ashley and Max Waters, uh, Tom Nichols, who are all players who like the ball to feet. so they dished out the odd thrashing Crawley but I think there's lots of other games where they're short of a focal point. And for me, that's where they can fall down. And they've actually lost and dropped points in games against out-of-form sides recently, like Grimsby and Warsaw and Harrogate. So um, I'm fancying Barrow here and i think the the draw no bet option gives me a bit of insurance so that if it is a draw my be refunded so i'm very much on the scott quigley bus it's a bit of an obscure local service at the moment but uh hopefully it'll become a nationwide tour bus um so yeah very much team scott quigley
0: gab that is the best analogy we've ever had on this podcast and do you know what I'm going to get on the Barrow bus with you. I think you've made a really, really good argument of the three bets that you've put up this week. Uh, I think that's the one that interests me most. So I'll be joining you on that. Hopefully I won't hold up uh, the driver en route to his destination, which is hopefully to be paid (laughs) out at odds against. Uh, A massive thank you for your time, Gab. We look forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks
3: a lot, Sam. Cheers.
2: Hey, Harry. Hello, mate. Set smart TV to record the football later.
0: You've got to be joking, haven't you? Oh, I haven't got a clue. But I tell you what, if you want to chuck a few quid on it, your best bet is to try that BetVictor app. Even I'm a whiz on that. Listen to Harry and make your best bet with BetVictor. 18 plus, please gamble responsibly. So on, seen the remote? Well, great to hear from Gab there on his Football League suggestions. And it's a big weekend of sport. Dougie, me just take a couple of minutes to preview what looks like... Um, Well, the betting suggests a one-sided boxing match, but I don't think it'd be quite that easy. Uh, AJ is back in action, hopefully in my book en route to having a clash with Tyson Fury. Let's, Let's be honest. It's surely the fight that has to happen, will happen. Uh, there'll be a nice trilogy. They'll all get paid loads of money. But this is a bit of a holding fight uh, in the sense of that. Uh, Joshua's 1-9. to nine, uh, The draw, 33s. And Pulev is 11-2. to two. Dougie, tailor the tape here. Come on. Can you give me any hope in why the challenger's going to put up a half-decent fight and make my pay-per-view fee worth it?
1: <laughs> well, look, I mean, I have to say that if you glance at the odds at the moment, you can only see one winner. Um, but if you did beneath that a little, you know, Pulev, he's been around for a long, long time. He's, he's, I think it's he's unbeaten in, in six years, albeit he's, he's 39 years old. Um, and he comes from a similar background as Joshua. He's been at the Olympics and all that sort of thing. So he's very, he knows his way about the ring. He's, he's a big, strong opponent. And I think he's probably the perfect fight for Joshua going into it because going into, like, you know, his fight if, if it happens with Fury because it will give him a test and, and he should win here, but I don't think it'll be easy, you know, saying he's to 12, whatever he is, it's very, you know, it probably won't be the story of the fight, although, you know, obviously I do think, like everyone else, Joshua will end up winning in the end.
0: Well, yeah, listen, the only thing I would say is, obviously, it's boxing, you know, you can get, can get a punch or two in and suddenly the whole fight dynamic changed. Obviously, Joshua did lose to... Ruiz, which was a shock at the time.
1: It's quite a hard one to judge this fella, you know, because the only fight where he's really came up and fought at the very top level was against uh, Vladimir Klitschko a few years back. I think it was back in about um, 2014, and he got dropped twice in one round, and then he just never seemed to recover from that. He never really lived up to expectations that night, so he's got a lot of sort of, you know, um, a lot of points to prove.
0: Yeah, uh, Kl- Klitschko and,
1: after this, that. and this is, his, don't get me wrong this is his final chance of doing something and you know at, at the very top level so he will be hungry he's coming up against a very hungry and unmotivated fighter.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, you know, after that fight against Klitschko he wanted the rematch. He, you know, Klitschko gave him plenty of credit, called him tough, but you know, he did, he did get him out in round 5 with a left hook I, mean, I don't know. I I, I must say I, I, it's not
1: He's better than that, though. I think he. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah. He's better than that. He'll be disappointed with that, and you know that's sometimes a, da- a dangerous beast. You know, it creates a dangerous, a dangerous opponent when they've had that knockback in the past. And you could, uh, Joshua Nish needs to be professional and go about his business. Um, it'll, it'll be an interesting fight. I think it'll fight that could. I don't think it'll be done in the first couple of rounds. I think it could it could, could go. It could go quite far. Interestingly, we've got an offer going just now where if you place a five pound bet on the round bet for the fight. And it loses, we'll match the stake with a free bet. So if it goes the full distance, so at least you sort of get, uh, you know, Dougie, two for one. When's
0: there. that going to be live? Is that, uh, I think, Saturday morning? 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. 10 a, 10 10 a.m. Morning, Saturday yeah. morning. So just just if you're listening to this in advance, uh, perhaps just be a bit cheeky and wait till after 10 a.m. So you make sure you can uh, oblige with the offer. If you're not a BetVict customer already, and why not, uh, there will be some fantastic sign-up offers out there as well. So do keep your eyes peeled. We do have bet builders on the fight as well. Uh, just flicking through. You get four to one on either fighter to have a point deducted. If you think AJ might get caught a bit cold early doors, we've got to be knocked down nine to two in rounds one to six. Uh Both fighters to be knocked down on AJ to win 11 to two. There's something for everyone in there, some big prices as well. Uh, you can get your usual slightly eccentric ones such as simultaneous knockdowns at massive yeah. prices wouldn't be for me but like i say i, I, if I was
1: having a, personally if i was having a bet on this i'd be back in joshua and rounds probably five or six i think that's what i'll be going for
0: in rounds five or six for dougie interesting yeah. you, you think it would just be a sort of <sighs> joshua's going to turn up well round five he's tens and round six is his tens as well I, I i think he'll be in there a bit longer i i actually think we might creep to seven or eight i'm going to go for slightly bigger odds there you go. I'll go for round eight, Dougie. Twelve to one. We'll see who's nearest to pin. You've got to pick one, five or six. Come on.
1: Six. seven, go for six. I think this will. I don't think it'll be over very early. But I think a mid, uh, a mid, mid, fight. You know,
0: stoppage. E- even, even,
1: even though I've said, you know, that Purely was going to come out fighting. I think AJ, you know, he knows he has to make a statement here. So. Um, I think he might have to go through the first couple of rounds, be patient, but I think he'll get that.
0: I mean, if you thought AJ was going to make a real statement, we do have our special gone in 60 seconds. Uh, AJ to win within 60 seconds is 66 to one. Uh,
1: I don't see him knocking that guy out. No, seconds, not, unless, but, yeah. not
0: unless he he comes in. To see, I, it wouldn't be for me, but it's just a good little fun market there. We've got other round betting on there as well. If you want to couple up a a, a few, uh, we've got groups of round seven to nine. Uh, it's three to one. Four to six, five to two. So there's lots of options on there. Uh, I
1: think actually, yeah, I actually think if anyone's going to win this fight, <laughs> early doors, it would be Pure I think he'll come out fighting. You know, I think he'll come Ooh, out fighting. Forty
0: to one, Dougie. Um, if you think he'll win, win, in rounds one to three. I mean, uh, no, I mean, I, don't, I don't, I don't, think he's going to
1: win. But it kind of plays, and that's why I think AG will win it sort of midway through the fight, around you know five or six rounds, because you know I think he'll come out fighting and. AJ should be able to weather the storm and, and take care of business
0: yeah Dougie and me are, are, are quite casual fight fans it must be said we were having a chat off air doing our homework uh, as such but it is really fun these big big fights Dougie obviously still a bit locked down at the moment and it's something to look forward to but if you had to say right here right now pick a side AJ v Fury who are you going for and I'm having Fury you can't oh, Fury, 100, oh, Fury 100%, 100% I mean, I'm, Fury.
1: I'm, I'm very keen on Fury I think Fury's the best heavyweight boxer we've seen in many a year.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think the only thing that stops Fury is himself. I, I honestly think he is just absolutely fantastic, and he's just quite the story, isn't it? Uh, with Tyson,
1: definitely box office, sure. yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, be interesting to see how he gets on. Sports Personality of the Year. He uh, has obviously suggested that he doesn't want to be on the list because he considers himself to be the people's champion. Rather than uh sp-
1: good on him, yeah, like that. He's,
0: he's certainly a character. I think it's fair to say. Uh, just so everyone's aware, we have got the prices made and Dougie Amir backing favourite here. Tyson Fury's one to two, the draws twenty five to one, AJ six to four. Could all change, of course. Uh, if AJ was to be particularly impressive, but I, I, I'd say I'd say for you,
1: yeah, but be waiting and those prices won't be the same come Sunday morning so I would be patient about that
0: Mm, be interesting to see right Dougie uh, that wraps up our chat around the big fight on Saturday night looking forward to it should be something to get stuck into Uh, coming up next we've got an extensive preview of the World Darts Championship hey Harry hello mate Set smart TV to record the football later. You've got to be joking, haven't you? Oh, I haven't got a clue. But I tell you what, if you want to chuck a few quid on it, your best bet is to try that BetVictor app. Even I'm a whiz on that. Listen to Harry and make your best bet with BetVictor. 18 plus, please gamble responsibly. So on, seen the remote? Well, the World Championship of Darts is looming. It's always a massive Highlight of Christmas, isn't it? Fantastic darts at the Alley Pally. Good news as well, there'll be some sort of audience for it. And I'm absolutely delighted to say we're going to be previewing the tournament now, joined by one of our sports trainers, John Jenkins. John, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you so Yeah, really looking forward to this. Uh, I've already had a glance through your excellent blog that's available at betvictor.blog, so do go check that out if you want to have an extensive read through. But we're going to chat through the tournament as a whole and we have to kick off with the outright market. Michael Van Gerwen, of course, won plenty of these in the past. He's our two-to-one market leader. Gerwyn Price has had a great year. He's in there at nine-to-two. Peter Wright, of course, who's claimed one before, six-to-one. And Michael Smith, fourteen-to-one. Bigger the rest. Focusing on those real front three at the top of the market, John. Where, where's the money arriving for? And do you think Michael Van Gerwen's the right price?
2: I I think he's probably about the right price now, to be honest. Sir. Um, earlier, about two or three weeks ago, I think we could get about seven to two, which I think was probably backable. Then mm. would I back him at the current price, two to one? Probably not. I think it's about right. Um, yeah. uh, he he's
0: he's had an interesting year, hasn't he, Michael? Um, I just wonder with the sort of chinks in his armor really showing through now, and and and. Has he lost the fear factor that could put him under a bit more pressure in the early rounds rather than players turning up and being intimidated? Is it going to be a case of people see him as a bit of a scalp?
2: Yeah, he could be right. He, 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 don't get me wrong, he's playing very well now. He's played himself into some you know, good form this last month or so. But I agree, he tends to have lost the fear factor from the likes of Price Wright. And a lot of these top players now aren't really fearing Michael like they used to maybe. Two three years ago, and like they did Phil Taylor back in the day, you know Phil Taylor used to win matches like they used to say out on you know on the practice board. Um, is Michael doing that now? Possibly not. There is a question mark
0: about it. It's very interesting as you mentioned. He's obviously coming into a bit of form. Um, you know, World Cup of Darts. I know he had his issue where he struggling with his back and, and you sort of think if you can arrive in form to this tournament it must be a huge help uh, between the, the, the next two in the betting which are significantly kind of out on their own with Price and Wright at uh, right 6-1 to one, Price 9-2 to two, of the pair if, if if you had to have them in a match who would you fancy to go further in the tournament this year out of those two that are similarly priced? I would
2: have to go in Price definitely mm. in Price has, he's kind of put himself when Michael wasn't playing too well uh, perhaps in the middle of the early part of this year, Gerwin kind of put himself out there really as the, the player to beat. And Peter Wright, you know, he is current, he's world champion, but he keeps changing his darts. And we just don't know with Peter Wright at the moment. I, I would definitely back Gerwin Price over, over Peter Wright every day of the week at the moment.
0: No, That's interesting. It's interesting. Similar in the market. Now, uh, after that, we kind of come to... to... I think it'd be fair to say anyone out of those three not winning it would be considered a minor shock. Depending on their price, it might be a major one. We, we pay each way for the for the runner-up. Um, looking from Michael Smith down, uh, is there any players in there that you fancy at a bit of a price? I know there's a couple on the blog that you might give a good mention to.
2: Yeah, there's Jose D'Souza, which is, you know, he's playing very well. He's won his first major and he's playing very well on the floor this year. Obviously, with very little fans in the... Alexander Palace this year, that could play into the hands of someone who's performing on the floor rather than, you know, in these big crowded arenas. for mm. so someone like Jose, maybe. And, and looking further down, I've right, put him up to win the quarter. James Wade, he, he seems to be playing, you know, he's coming back into a bit of form, James, at the
0: minute. James is a really interesting player, and anyone that's followed darts for significant period of time will know that he was on a crest of a wave at one point in his career and it just just didn't kind of continue for it but he's definitely a dangerous player there's a few others in there that will give good mentions to I mean the likes of Devin Peterson I think is a very improved player uh, 28 to 1 and we've got a couple of former champs we must mention at big prices here Rob Cross 50 to 1 Rob just just not had the best of years has he no he's
2: been struggling a bit Rob to be honest and he, um, when they went to the World Cup at Arts, he, he paired up with Michael Smith and Rob was the captain. But it it was more like Michael really dragging them along and getting them to where they did in that tournament for me. I think Rob has really struggled this past past six months to a year, really.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a shame to see, isn't it? And there's no doubt that win was no, no fluke. And it just perhaps he's overthinking it a bit and maybe if he can pick up some form... Uh, next year, he he could be a contender, just staggering to see him sat there at 50-1 to really Gary Anderson, another one at 28-1 to Uh, John, uh, any squeak for for the Scotsman to claim another world championship?
2: Not for me at the moment, I think he's struggling with a bit of a knee injury at the moment Gary and there has been some news, it only came out a couple of hours ago, he's actually changed his match from the Sunday the 20th he was due to play, Hmm. I think they've moved it to the 23rd because he's at to um he's actually currently self-isolating oh gosh he, he's been in contact with someone who's tested positive so the PDC have um moved his match back three days so he can then um, finish his isolation before he actually plays that one which yeah, would be he... against um madis rasma or tori suzuka which i don't actually know too much about that one
0: no it's interesting that you know it's it is bound to have an impact on the tournament hope hopefully everyone gets a clean bill of health um We'll move on then because there's loads of specials that you guys have got up on the site nice and early. Now, I know there's a couple of markets that people always request for us for this tournament. And it is, of course, the nine-dart finish. We're even money about a nine-dart finish. Uh, Would you want to be taking the evens at this stage? Bearing in mind, there hasn't been one for a little while.
2: There hasn't been one since 2016. I think Gary Anderson was the last one to hit that one, actually. Uh, Would I want to be taking evens? Probably not i probably We've got another market At tournament Total nine dart finishes Okay uh, We go two or more Four to one i would probably be more inclined Maybe just to have a bit of a You're taking the the,
0: the London buses approach To the nine darter That <laughs> it,
2: Yeah
0: Well I, I Actually at four to one if you can get one in the early rounds, it's a lovely price to be sat on. Very interesting angle there. Uh, I love I loved the first-time winner market. It's quite interesting. 4-7 to seven for yes, 5-4 to four for no. If you want all the former champs on your side, you, you'd be staggered if one of them's not heading to the final. Um, I think that was quite an interesting price there. And we, we've got all sorts on there as well. Any, Any particular bets you quite like the look of on there, John?
2: a well, total two or more,
0: I'm It has happened a couple of times. It
2: happened back in 2012. Even when Stanley hit one. Yeah, for people, and then Michael Van Guren hit one also in that year. And then obviously it happened back to back. Terry Jenkins hit one in 2013, and Paul Anderson actually hit one on the same day there.
0: Wow, I mean that would have been that would have been a huge price, wouldn't it? Same day nine darters in the tournament. Someone would have
2: same day nine yeah. darters. Yeah, wow. I think Terry Jenkins was uh, not very happy about splitting pots. I think he was in his car on the way home. Oh no! When he uh, heard Kyle hit on like, the same day, so oh,
0: cost costly, costly. I'll tell you one that I quite like. If if you fancy one at a short price and you like. The front three in the market, you can get four to seven on MVG price and right versus the field who will be priced at five to four. So there's loads of bits and pieces in there. Right, I'm going to give you two bets. You can have one special bet, John, and you can have one on the outright market. Who are you going to put up?
2: The outright market at the prices of Jose are
0: at 14s. Should get a run and a uh, bit of a price. I like it. I like it.
2: And on the sp- specials well, well, I'd probably just back the two or more two a bit or of more a thunder, two or more nine yeah. darts in the
0: tournament well John a massive thank you for your time we're really looking forward to seeing how those selections go do check out the blog as well it's really really extensive there's loads of good detail in there as well uh, best of luck and enjoy the darts Excellent. thank you Sam